Back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports. And you better get ready for sports, 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 because it is football season. We're going to have actual, real-life games tomorrow by the time you're uh, listening to this. Uh, we will be less than 24 hours away from kickoff in the NFL season. Joining me today, Craig Needles. How's it going, Craig? Excellent. And making his triumphant return to the podcast, Bill Needles. How's it going, Billy? It is going well, sir. Thank you. Oh, great to have you back. It's been a while for you. Was it last football podcast that you were Absolutely. on? Absolutely. I care about few things other than football. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Missed you, buddy. Glad to have you back. So glad to have this uh, this trifecta here together talking football. And as per usual, we're going to go into talking about the spreads for each game. We'll start with Thursday and then Sunday and we'll... We'll give out our uh, Scott. Oh God, I forget his name. Is it Scott Hansen, Craig? Scott Hansen. Scott Hansen game of the yeah, week. Then we'll give out the Scott Hansen game of the week. We'll make our five picks, and uh, unfortunately, we don't have a friends of the show for this week. But that's uh, my fault. I, I I bleeped up on on making sure that happened. But uh, the friends of the show will be back next week. Um, that said, without further ado, let us talk about the start of the 2018 NFL season. And the first one's a doozy, guys. The defending Super Bowl champions, the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, this line has moved significantly throughout the week. Uh, Philadelphia opened up at minus four, and they are now minus one as I am currently staring at this. I think that there might have been some thought that perhaps Carson Wentz would participate in this game. That's mm-hmm. clearly not what's going on. There's been a couple other Eagles guys who are who are banged up as well that we know won't be playing. Alshon Jeffrey certainly on that list. Again, these things aren't necessarily surprises, but certainly they're going to impact the line. Um, I still like the Eagles here. Uh, well, you're, you got the Super Bowl champs at home, and you don't have to give up a full field goal. I like the Eagles, and the thing about the Eagles and the reason they won the Super Bowl is they're a very, very deep team, and even if they got a couple of guys who are out, they're still going to be uh, a team that's tough to deal with. So uh, give me the Eagles. Ah, uh, man, I just I, I have this is I liked Atlanta when they had the four. Like I, I'll admit, I have a few tickets with Atlanta plus the four because I, I like laughed when that line came out. I was like, what are you doing? four it's too high (laughs) and now it's down to three obviously there was a lot of money that came in on the falcons so they had to they had to move it down three full points i've never seen three full points before on the defending super bowl champion move yeah oh it's it's crazy i just this like it it seems very early very rarely do we have do i go with with this very early it's I, i don't go with this too early in the season but this is my Admiral Akbar trap game of the week because like it's just like look out for this one. This this Philadelphia minus one that looks so tantalizing, right? You're like you said, Craig, defending Super Bowl champion at home, not even giving a field goal. It's just oh god, just bet carefully on this game is all I can say. What do you think, Bill? You know, I, I don't see like Atlanta's a decent team. They're they're a good team. I don't see them going into to Philadelphia and winning on a Thursday. I, I think they both play conservative, and Atlanta is not going to play as well as Philadelphia is in that scenario. So I'll take Philly here. Yeah, uh, Bill Simmons has debuted this new uh, character on his on his football podcast called uh, I forget like Torment Talking Head Guy or something like that. And I, I'm going to steal it a little bit here, uh, but uh, people are forgetting Bill. 
that Atlanta nearly beat Philadelphia in the playoffs last year. They were at the goal line, and they just couldn't get it done, right? And, yeah, that's basically what it was. They got Starkeesiander or whatever. Um, I don't know. I have this as a stay away, but you guys seem to like Philadelphia more. I like the Eagles a lot. I think yeah. I just think that the Eagles are, are really good, and like I've got my Nick Foles concerns as well. I can assure you of that. Yeah. But um, what do you make of that? That you think they, they were? Or do you think they're trying to get like Foles' trade value up or something? I just no. I think, think they're being smart and realizing that Carson Wentz tore his ACL you know, yeah. ten months ago, yeah. and yeah. they don't want to screw around. Yeah, that's probably, probably that's, that's what it is. Probably a smart move. Um, yeah, I might have to get some tickets with Philadelphia minus the one on it as well to counteract that Atlanta plus four that I've got. So hopefully I don't get middled, but <laughs> I, have to, I have to do that. All right, heading to the Sunday games. The first one o'clock game of the week. How many one o'clock games we got? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and then four. Ah, that's not too bad. Eight and four. I just hate it when we get like two four o'clock games, but uh, yeah. nice spread this this year for week one. First up, the Buffalo Bills are heading to Baltimore. Baltimore is laying seven and a half. This one earlier was six and a half, and I have a few tickets with Baltimore laying the six and a half, um, but it's been moved up to seven and a half. I don't like the seven and a half as much, but I'm still seven and a half is is not enough for me to get if I'm betting Nathan Peter or Peterson or whatever the hell his name is. He's not even important enough to remember. But uh, yeah, I, I if I had to bet. I would still I would lay the seven and a half points with Baltimore. What do you think, Bill? You know what? I was looking at seven and I thought, you know what? Maybe if if it pushed to seven and a half, I'd consider uh, going with Buffalo. You said seven and a half. I think this is a, a decent line. Six and a half. I think I'd probably take Baltimore, but at seven and a half, I like Buffalo more. I'm going to switch over on that. Okay. Uh, I think they should be able to keep it within a touchdown. I mean, this seems in, like another Admiral Ackbar trap game to me. Like they're begging you to take that seven and a half with Buffalo, and I'm just not gonna. I'm just not gonna do it with Captain Interception Nathan Peterman starting this game. <laughs> uh, I will tell you that uh, this is the first game that we have that is eligible for this award, and this, this is the first game that will receive this award this season. Scott Hansen. Do not show this game. Oh wow. Okay. I have no interest in watching Nathan Peterman or Joe Flacco. Forget it. Mm, interesting. I just thought. There's a couple other candidates I thought you might you might have gone with, but uh, no, this is this is the game for sure. Th- for this me. is de- yeah, this is definitely on the list. So I don't. Tennessee, uh, Miami was the only other one I considered, but I'm actually interested in Tennessee. Here's so. an interesting bet that you can lay, and I want to get your guys' opinions on this. Lamar Jackson over under 0.5 starts this year. I will say under. Hmm. What, what say you, Billy? Yeah, I, it's probably under. I mean, something, yeah. Like, something happens to Flacco. Yeah, and I, think, I, think, I think they're rooting for an injury in that one. Yeah, yeah like, even yeah. then, like, I'm not sure that you would get your, your, your bet. Um, if, if Jackson looked like a world beater in the preseason, I might feel a little bit differently about this, but he struggled a little bit. And, again, that's not necessarily reflective of where Lamar Jackson's at right now. But it, it, I don't know if you're going to have the same – Type of thing where fans are clamoring to get Lamar. That's exactly. I don't think you're going to get that Jackson chant going in the in week four when you're down by fourteen. You might, you might get the uh, the Josh Allen chant in from the Bills Mafia in by week four. <laughs> I tell you that. Um, yeah, yeah. So you got you guys think the seven and a half? I, I just man, when when it was early in the week and you didn't have to lay a touchdown with Baltimore, I, I was all over it. I just. Yeah, I do like that better. Baltimore's defense is going to be decent enough, though, that they'll be able to harass Peterson. I don't know. I, I, I think I disagree with you guys on this. I think I would lay the points with Baltimore, but I can't disagree with 
plus seven on from a road team, right? I just yeah. Mm-hmm. If if you're thinking about it, just I don't know, stay away from this game. It's not going to be. Yeah, one you don't either. want to have to watch it. So exactly, don't bet. very good point. Uh, next up, Pittsburgh is heading to Cleveland, and Pittsburgh is laying four and a half points on the road. What are we doing here, guys? Pittsburgh, this is ridiculous. Like I realize Le'Veon Bell, there's some there's some nonsense. Craig was mentioning off pod before we started that Le'Veon Bell is apparently just going to show up to collect his check for this game and then get the hell out of there. But uh, yeah, it's pretty bad stuff. We've got offensive linemen from the Steelers calling him out at news conferences, essentially, or at least uh, in front of reporters. Uh, we've seen this show with Le'Veon Bell before, which is I'm not doing training camp. I'm not going to risk getting hurt. I'm on the franchise tag. Um, and, and I understand it. And, and Le'Veon Bell, you're an NFL running back. Get yourself paid. I do not begrudge that, but it just seems like it's a very awkward start to the season in Pittsburgh right now. And, and who knows what it's going to be like when he actually shows up. But this is uh, this is How this is not great. Does it have to be to to favor Cleveland. I think that the Browns again, like, and Pierce and I talked about this when we were doing our over under for the season line. the The Browns roster is a competitive NFL roster. I truly believe that. Are the Browns coaches competitive NFL coaches? Almost certainly not. But the Browns roster is a competitive NFL roster. Um, we'll see how that winds up faring for them once the games start. But I don't think this is the cakewalk for Pittsburgh. It would have been the last two seasons. At the very least, at the very least, they have a competent quarterback with a floor as far as how uh, how poorly he's going to play. We don't have someone who's going to be a complete and utter disaster because we know Tyrod Taylor. We know that he's a decent quarterback in this league, probably better than that. So, at the very least, Cleveland has that, and they've got a decent defense. Remember every so, year, this is not a cakewalk for me. But um, they're not a playing a middle-of-the-road team here. They're playing, like, Pittsburgh is a good team. Oh, I understand that. I but one of the reasons Pittsburgh is a good team is because Levy and Bell is on it. So, yeah. James Conner is, is, is fine, and Pittsburgh's probably going to win this game. I just would have a hard time giving up the four points, not knowing whether or not Bell is going to be around. And this line has moved a little bit. It was seven points. Again, that was when the original, original lines came out in April. But it was seven points at one point. So, um, Was it last year that they missed Bell for the first four games? No, it was a couple of years ago now. It's been a little That's while. Right. I think it was two games two years ago. Those. Par- pardon me? They probably at least split those. Like they're not relying. Yeah, no, no, I'm not saying like, Pittsburgh's bad. I'm not even saying Pittsburgh's going to lose this game. I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying that this is not a cakewalk for them. That's all I'm saying. I, I just think we have two, maybe three weeks before Cleveland kind of exposes themselves, and these lines get ballooned up a little bit more. So I, I, I like it. Like if this game takes place in week seven, the line might be seven, eight. So. Yeah, Cleveland's hope- getting this little hard knocks, little bump here where they people think they're like Craig said, and and you're right, the talent on the when you look at their roster, you're not like, oh my god, this is terrible. But you know what the hell's Josh Gordon done for us lately? <laughs> and and, and I, uh, I hope Cleveland becomes the team that everyone thinks that the, that becomes the middle of the road team and not just the bottom mm-hmm. basement team. But they gotta actually do it before I'll start betting that way. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, have they announced if Tyrod is starting this game or? Bigger Mayfield. It's going to be Tyrod Taylor, as far as I know. Okay, probably a smart move. Um, every year we have one throw off the scent game in Week One, and you remember Cleveland Pittsburgh last year was the throw off the scent game. B- 
because I believe Pittsburgh went into that game as uh, like a 10-point favorite last year, and Cleveland nearly beat them and only lost by two or something. And then that was the throw-off-the-scent game for the Gamblers because people started taking the high lines with, with Cleveland for the rest of the way. And Cleveland ended up covering like three, like what three of the, the they went three and thirteen against the spread or something last yeah. year, right? So that was the that that was the throw off the scent game from last year was was Cleveland versus Pittsburgh for for the for the Gamblers because that was the only close game they played during a season where they went zero and sixteen. So they were getting a lot of high high lines that they were not covering. Um, I just think I just think you want to take Pittsburgh here because I think these lines are going to start inflating themselves because Cleveland's going to be I just I think they're so incompetently coached so yeah that's it that's certainly possible yeah uh, next up uh, Cincinnati versus Indianapolis and I'm gonna go ahead and say that this was probably under your Scott Hansen radar Craig it was it was at least in the that run. It, I. It was it was thought about but uh, the intrigue of oh yeah Andrew Luck's mm-hmm. playing football is way too much to pass up. Uh, Indianapolis is at home and they are getting the three point home bump. I think this is ludicrous. Um, I'm going to take Cincinnati. I know that I know that I think the hate's gone way too far on Cincinnati in this game. In what world do we have that we feel the Indianapolis Colts should be favored by three in this game, Craig? I agree with you entirely. I think that the I think the Bengals are gonna be much better this year. I think for starters, the offensive line just simply has to be healthier. It's not going to be like it was last season. The offense itself is going to be more competent. Um, I'm uh, I'm with you. I like I like the Bengals. I'll take the field goal. Thank you. I think the Bengals are going to win the game. I I, I agree. I think you'd need to see a couple you know deep bombs uh, and luck really performing uh, for the Colts to win this game. And the reality is he doesn't have the sports staff because he's never had the sports staff, so he probably won't perform that well. And Cincinnati wins this game. A win for the Colts here is nothing bad happens to Andrew Luck during this football game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's just sitting in the pocket getting untouched and just throwing BBs too. And the Bengals have some guys that can get to the quarterback, obviously. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. even without Burfecht, um, who is suspended. Uh, yeah, so take the Cincinnati Bengals in that game. Uh, next up, what I thought was going to be the, the Scott Hansen game of the week. Tennessee is heading to Miami. Tennessee minus one and a half point favorite on the road. Uh, I mean, it's the same thing as Buffalo Baltimore to me, where it's like, don't bet this game because you don't want to watch this game. But if you're one of those compulsive types that just has to gamble, I don't know. Actually, I don't even know. I can't even form an opinion. To me, it's Tennessee. You think so? Yeah, I just... Uh, I, I, I think that the Titans were held back last year by horrifying yeah, coaching, you're, you're really and they have a talented them, yeah. roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that Matt LaFleur and mostly the offensive coordinator, LaFleur, and, and Mike, Mike Vrabel on defense is going to be able to get more out of that roster. So I think that, and this is the reason I didn't make this a Scott Hansen game, I think this is going to be an, a fun-to-watch Tennessee offense this year. I think it's going to be clever. It's going to be creative because when you have a guy like Marcus Mariota, you can be clever and creative on offense. So, yeah, I'll take the Titans here, and I think it's going to be a nice year for Tennessee. Yeah, you and I are, are on the opposite sides of the Titans bandwagon because I don't, I don't think they're going to be very good this year. So, which is I just why think I that when you go from – I, I truly believe that last year they were 32nd or 31st when it comes to coaching competence and made mm-hmm. the playoffs anyway. Yeah, it's it's even if they get to middle of the pack coaching confident competence, yeah. that's a big difference. They're, they're that's that's they are a big regression candidate this year because they won a lot of close games last year. No, I know, I I understand that, and but yeah, I just think that they'll, I just think that they'll be the, 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 the team will be yep. run so much better that they'll, they'll 
they won't have to worry so much about their regression. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the all. way that's the way they don't regress is if it was like, hey, the reason we weren't blowing those teams out in those games is because our coach is an idiot. <laughs> right, like, exactly. I really think that's what it was. Anything to add yeah, to that, Bill? Yeah, Tennessee's more talented. And week one, I'm going to just lean that way every time. Tennessee is a better team, so I'll go Tennessee. Next up, all right, here we go with the football games. San Francisco is heading to Minnesota to take on your boys, Bill. Mm -hmm. Minnesota Vikings, who are laying only six and a half points in this game. Shameful. I'd have taken them at 15. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a good gambler. I gamble with my heart. (laughs) Um, I I like Minnesota in this game laying the six and a half. It's not going to be one of my five, but if if you put a gun to my head and force me to bet in this game, I'm laying six and a half. Uh, what What do you think, Bill? Love it. Look, this team, there's no foreseeable. The only weakness you can see is Minnesota has a habit of sometimes coming out a little flat on the season. Uh, what was it, a couple years ago? They came out flat against San Fran. Last year, I think they did great against, was the Giants they opened up on? Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, they're a way better team than San Francisco. I'll take them and the points all day long. It was the Saints that the Vikings played last year. It was uh, the most, I believe, the most significant game the Vikings played against the Saints all last season. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Twenty-nine to nineteen ending. Uh, yeah, I I like the Vikings here too. Uh, I do like the 49ers this year. I think it's a talented roster. I think part of the problem with the 49ers is um, a Jarek McKinnon is something that Kyle Shanahan probably would have been spending a lot of time with. As yeah. far as I'm going to arrange my offense around giving you the football in space, and he's not going to be there anymore. Uh, and the Niners' schedule at the start of the season is 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 a real tough one. It's it's difficult. So I, I think they'll be able to handle it. I think that uh, that'll be okay. But it's it's opening at Minnesota is difficult. Then they're home to the Lions at Kansas City at the Chargers. That's that's a tough first four weeks. Um, but uh, I think the, the, the Niners lose this game. The Vikings win by a touchdown for sure. All right. We all agree. Laying the points with the Vikings. Next up, another beauty game. Whoo, boy. The Houston Texans are heading to New England to take on the Patriots. The Patriots laying six at home. Um, earlier in this week, it was seven. One of the gambling adages we have in, on this podcast, or at least I do anyway, I don't know if you guys adhere to this rule, but um, over the long run, you're not going to make money betting against Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. It's just dumb. Don't do it. That said, it's week one of 2018, and I'm feeling frisky, boys. Give me the Texans plus the six. This is going to be one of my five. Really? Yes, I love. It. I, uh, I I think this is going to be a close, close game, and and I'm 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 laying the points, or I'm taking the I, points. Sorry. I'm I'm right there with you. I think this is a banged up backfield for the Patriots right now. With uh, we don't know exactly what Michelle's status is. Julian Edelman's not going to be around. Some of Tom Brady's toys aren't going to be part of this. I um I like the Texans. I and and I'll, I'll take the six points. And we have, obviously we have seen in this New England area that week one. Sometimes it's bumpy. Sometimes they stub their toe. They 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 last year to the uh, to the uh, Chiefs is is an example, but I'm not saying that'll repeat itself. But they, it has been there has been a little bit in in week one with the pay with this Patriots team that they they find that you know they get their feet wet in week one and then sometimes they don't win. I can't sell it. I think I like New England here. Okay, all right, yeah. go ahead. I think, make I, a case. Not, I think 
Belichick's going to be able to get a little bit of pressure on what's Watson, and I think there'll be some mistakes made, um, and Brady's going to make less mistakes. Um, uh, question on this game. New England, I think most people would agree, is the best team in the AFC. I think that's fair to say. Mm-hmm. Is it? All right, can you put together an argument for Houston being the second best team in the AFC? I think you can. I think you absolutely can. This could be, knock on wood, this could be the AFC uh, championship matchup. Um, and last year, Houston, if, if this, like Houston gave New England all they could handle in that in that one round. And, and J.J. Watt was not part of that And game. neither was Deshaun Watson, right? And they're getting yeah. an MVP back. I just, I'm, I'm taking the points. And, and uh, New England, don't come back to bite me in this because you know I'm going to take you several other times. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be on your side several other times going forward through this season. But this is not the week. I'm, I'm going to take the points of Houston. That's definitely going to be one of my five. Um, I will say this. If I'm betting this game, I'm waiting a little bit because I feel as though the people that just bet a whole bunch on uh, random NFL Sundays, you get a lot of the non-sharp money week one. A lot of that money is going to go New England's way. So if you're betting Houston, maybe don't do it till Sunday morning. You yeah. might get you might get to seven. You it, might get it to opened seven. up. It was at seven. This this yeah. line did open up at seven, and the sharps came in heavy on Houston, and they dropped right. it to six. I think it might yeah. get back to seven from the perspective of you might see a lot of. I bet the NFL like week money. one of the Super yeah. Bowl every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like that type of money. And if that money's going to go to the Patriots. So I would, if I'm, if I'm really passionate about taking Houston, I'm going to wait on that. That's all I'm saying. All right. I like it. Uh, next up, Tampa Bay and all their good karma are heading to take on the New Orleans Saints who, you know, I guess if you're going to be the karma team, right? Um, <laughs> highest line of the week right here, New Orleans laying nine and a half at home. To yeah. Tampa Bay. Um, God, I mean, you guys know I don't like tanking high lines. This game's a stay away for me, but if I was one of those compulsive types who just has to gamble, I'm probably laying the nine and a half points. What do you think, Bill? Really? Yeah. I don't. I don't say that lightly. You know, I don't. Like we've done this pod. This is the fourth or fifth year now. I can't remember. I think it's the fifth. And what you have to decide is which New Orleans we're going to see. We're going to see the one that, that that likes to run first and doesn't need to be high flying, or if we're going to see the New Orleans that has Drew Brees throwing darts. Mark um, Ingram's not playing in this game. Maybe that helps with your answer there. Elvin Kamara still though, right? Yeah. Oh, I understand that, but the way they get Kamara the ball is not the same the way they yeah. get Ingram the ball as far as slowing the pace down and exactly. stuff like that. Uh, not- also, not playing in this game is Jameis Winston because he does bad things. Uh, mm-hmm. So. If I, I have no interest in having Ryan Fitzpatrick in the Superdome. That's not something I'd want to do. Yeah. So I'm taking the Saints here, too. Yeah, yeah I got to go towards it. There. With Ingram not being there, maybe they just say, let's take advantage of a weak secondary, get a, an early lead, and stay there. Uh, Tampa Bay might be the worst team in the league. Yeah, they're... They're, they're bad. They're bad, and they're playing in a tough division yeah. that's going to make them look even worse than they are. They're playing in a division with three teams that are going to be pretty good or better. Mm-hmm. Um, Tampa Bay's bad, and I think this is going to be a disaster year for them, and I think this is going to be it for Winston, Dirk Cutter, and the whole gang. I think they have to do a whole clean-out after this because this is not a good situation there. Yeah, Dirk Cutter's got a first coach fired stink all, all over him if you're if you're looking for... Uh... Although, does the Jameis thing save him? I don't know. Yeah, Might either. save him. Hugh, uh, I, I could see Hugh Jackson being the first coach fired. They start 0-3. Hugh Jackson should have been caught, fired halfway through. Well, first off, he should have been fired like a year and a half ago. But he really should have been fired halfway through this hard knocks run. 
Like, yeah. you, you get everything you you know you need to know about Hugh Jackson watching this Hard Knocks thing. And some people have it, and my friends, this man does not have it. And uh, you have Todd Haley sitting right there to be interim yeah. head coach. Oh, God. Sitting right there. Um, last game of the 1 o'clock slate. The Jacksonville Jaguars are heading to the Meadowlands to take on the Nye Giants. And the Giants are getting three points at home. Uh, this is my upset special of the week, I think, boys. I like the Giants getting three points at home. What are you in, Craig? I'm, I was, uh, this is going to go into my five. I love the Giants here. I think it's going to be at the very least a close game, mm-hmm. and I will want points in that close game. Um, I think the Giants are, are underrated. I think we're going to see a significant upgrade in coaching. That defense, I don't know if it's going to be where it was two seasons ago when they were second in DVOA, but the defense is going to be better. The offense is going to be better because you add in Saquon Barkley. You're going to be a little bit better on the line once you go get Nate Solder. Um, I, I like the Giants a lot this year, and I like them to keep this game close. I know that Jacksonville has this great defense, and maybe the plan is going to be we're just going to see how Jalen Ramsey versus Odell Beckham goes, but the Giants have other people that can get you, so I think the Giants keep this game close. I'll take the points. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree with everything said thus far. I like the Giants here. I think they made some great moves offseason, um, and they should be able to, at, at the minimum, keep it close. There's no reason they can't get a W here. I completely agree. Uh, so we all like the Giants. Uh, what's the best game of the 1 o'clock play, Craig? One we just talked about is pretty fun. Yeah. Um, Got to be Houston, New England, though. I, th- I think so, too. I think that I, I, that's one that you're going to want to watch every Minnesota, like Minnesota-San Francisco is pretty good, too. Like, there's there's, there's some, some good ones. blowout potential going the one way, though. I don't see. I like that. This could potentially be like Minnesota wins like 33-10 to 10 or something like that, right? And Love it. San Francisco yeah. just gets buried beneath that defense. But I think that the the, the last year's paper, Vikings yeah. defense plus Sheldon Richardson is mm. going to be a little bit scary to watch sometimes. So we'll see what happens with the 49ers there. Oh, God, yes. All right, for 4 o'clock slate, first up, the Kansas City Chiefs are heading to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. The Chargers are getting the home field advantage. I'm making air quotations right now. Uh, <laughs> minus three. Give me the Chiefs. Give me the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs win, and I think they win handily in this game. Like the, the Chiefs always start so flipping hot and then tail off towards the end of the season. Um, there's going to be more Chiefs fans there than Chargers fans, guaranteed. There's no such thing as a home field advantage uh, when you're talking about the Chargers. They have zero home field advantage games throughout the season. I like the Chiefs better. I think everybody's sleeping on them. Give me, give me the points. I'm taking the points. Chiefs, what do you think, Craig? I don't know. I uh, Obviously, there's going to be some questions about the Chargers secondary in regards to Jason Verrett's torn Achilles and some other issues the Chargers are going to have this season. But um, I, I think these two teams are both pretty good, but they're, they're, you're going to be able to score some points against them. Uh, the Chargers, I, I think that Ingram and Bosa are going to be able to get to Mahomes a little bit, just because I don't know if I trust the Chiefs to prevent that from happening. I like the over in this game. Uh, the over-under line is 48. I really like that. I like the over. Um, but as far as the actual line, I think it's a stay away from me. I, I, I don't know if I love either of these. Uh, I, I suppose that I would go with Kansas City if I had to pick one, but I don't love the Chiefs as much as you do, that's for sure. Bill, anything to add to this one? 22 years old. This kid's 22 years old, and he's got to play against an NFL defense. I know they're not the greatest defense in the world, 
but you gotta assume there's gonna be a couple of turnovers there if they come at the wrong time. I kind of like the idea of, of betting on San Diego here and just assuming that. Wow. Or or Los Angeles, whatever. Los Angeles. Uh, <laughs> there's one. What That'll take Phillip, at least five years. Yeah. Give me. Philip uh, Rivers uh, has children older older than Patrick Mahomes. Several. Um, <laughs> that may not be true. Uh, no, but, I yeah. really think that a rookie playing his first game, there's jitters there. There's gonna be mistakes. Um, and I think sent. Hmm? I think LA is not bad enough. Like they will capitalize on those mistakes, and I think that'll be the difference maker. I don't know. I think both these teams are going to score frequently this season. Yeah. Extremely frequently. Yeah, course. the offenses are both good. Yeah. I, I I like the Chiefs here. I think I and count them for one special teams touchdown at least, I think, in this game. Um Oh, now we've entered the dregs. Uh the Washingtons are heading to Arizona. This line was a pick'em for pretty much this entire week, and I guess there's been a little bit of action on Arizona because Arizona is now minus one and a half. Can you muster any feeling one way or the other for this game, Bill? Ah, Arizona, but I don't know if I'd go ahead and call it feeling. Uh, uh, The feeling I can muster is me changing the channel. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, yeah. (laughs) Just, yeah. All right, we've we've already spent enough time talking about Washington, Arizona. I'm going to cue you up for a little better game here, Bill. Uh, Dallas is heading to Carolina. Carolina is uh, laying three. They got the three-point home bump. Uh, you like the action either way in this game? Yeah, I think I gotta I gotta lean towards Carolina. I think Dallas lost a little this season. Carolina, what did they do in the offseason? Anything too grandiose? I don't think they, they lost did. Andrew Norwell, and that to me is the, the 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 big thing, and that's gonna help the Jaguars, I think. But it, uh, um, Carolina's plan of let's just run the football up the middle with Newton or with whoever it happens to be, that's gonna be a little bit tougher to accomplish now. But I I respect uh, their ability to get the ball to the right people in space. So uh, I, I like the Panthers here. And talking about offensive lines without guys, the Cowboys is missing several. Yeah. How high did- the Cowboys can't control with Zeke Elliott. I think they're going to have a hard time winning this game, especially with their receiving uh, receivers. So I, I think without the ability to lean on their running back, Dallas is going to have a tougher season than they're used to. I think that I've I've already invested finances in Dallas having a tougher season than they than they used to. Yeah, and their line is always high because of all the public money that comes in on Dallas is over. So when Dallas doesn't have a good team, it's usually a good spot for for the gamblers. Although now Cole Beasley's going to have like fifteen hundred yards. <laughs> Where did uh, Christian McCaffrey go in your guys' fantasy draft? Uh, $43, I think, out of a $200 wow. budget. Unbelievable. Buzz. Who, who spends buzz. so much buzz on a guy who I didn't see break a single effing tackle last year? Uh, yeah, but he's... I, I really liked... I uh, Christian McCaffrey actually was on both my team and Bill's team last year because we swapped him halfway through the season. Yeah. I enjoyed the owning Christian McCaffrey experience and the perspective of sometimes he gets the ball and there's a lot of people around him and you're like, oh, this he might not go down for a little bit. I And I loved him at Stanford, so yeah, I, I, just, I think that there's a lot to it. I mean, he's an exciting got, player to watch, but that doesn't always... I mean, that's that's yeah. not a fantasy thing. He's just an exciting player to watch. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I definitely wouldn't have spent forty three dollars on Christian McCaffrey. That's that's all hype, and and because every everything about Christian McCaffrey is theoretical right now. I, I need to see it before I. Uh, before well, I'm a believer. He, he, I think it's pretty it. decent. Yeah, yeah, maybe we see it. 
But uh, as of right now, Christian McCaffrey, Matt Pierce, not a believer. Uh, go ahead and see if you can change my mind. But please don't, because I have the Panthers under. Um, last game of the 4 o'clock slate, the Seattle Seahawks heading into Denver to take on your boys, Craig, the Denver Broncos. What say you about giving, getting the three-point home bump? Uh, well, I'm I'm a little bit disappointed that Earl Thomas has decided to show up and play this game, to be honest. That's true. Yeah, last second appearance by him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see how effective he is, but I'm a little bit disappointed that Earl Thomas has decided to show up and play this game. Uh, we'll see exactly how that turns out, but uh, I'm uh, I'm I'm pretty excited, at least from my perspective, about uh, where Denver is going to go from uh, as far as they are a team that has suffered from from brutal quarterback play the last two years. Keenum is going to raise the floor. We'll see how much he raises it, but I think that there's a chance they're pretty good. Plus, they've got Vaughn Miller and Bradley Chubb. So every week they're going to have a chance from the perspective of the quarter, the other team's quarterback could be in trouble. And this week especially when you have that poor Seahawks offensive line. Yes, I know Russell Wilson's back there scrambling around, but I think they'll have a chance to get to him. So uh, I think that it could be a good week for the Broncos. I like the under in this game. I like the under the 43. Anything to add, Bill? No, not particularly. I, I, I think what Craig said on poor quarterback play becoming mediocre quarterback play is probably enough to change their win-loss record quite a bit. Um, whether or not the defense can be the, the defense they're used to being, we'll see when they're not on the field for you know 45 minutes out of 60. Yeah, I, this is a game to stay away from me. Two mediocre-esque teams that I don't uh, have a good feeling about one way or the other. I, I need I need to see these two teams. I need like check back for you know for these two teams with me. I'm gonna check back in like in week five and be like, all right, now I, I know a little bit of what you're about now and feel you know like I can bet one way or the other. Um, yeah, so Seattle, Denver, stay away from me. Uh, the Sunday nighter. The Chicago Bears and the newly acquired Khalil Mack go into Green Bay to take on the Green Bay Packers. The Packers are laying seven and a half points. Um, even before they made the Khalil Mack trade, um, I'm just going to say this. Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the National Football League. I mean, we can argue Tom Brady and whatnot, but um, I, I do think Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the National Football League. However, that said, this Green Bay team is so massively overrated, and they are so talentless at most of the other skill positions. Correct. They should not be laying seven and a half points against any team in the National Football League. Wow. Um, yeah, give me, I, give me the Bears plus the seven and a half. I, I disagree. Uh, like I, 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 like I, I think I might want to take Chicago this week, but Khalil Mack obviously still getting used to things, so I think it's going to be a little while till we see Khalil Mack at the full peak of his powers playing for the Bears. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron Rodgers is, if, if Aaron Rodgers is healthy, the Packers are going ten and six at worst. Oh yeah, that's just the they way just things should, are. They just but I, I just don't think they're going to win all those games by seven or less. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, that's that's like they shouldn't they, like this Green Bay team. Like like I said, Aaron Rodgers. I prefaced it by saying he's the greatest quarterback on planet Earth right now, and he is. But they're they're so barren pretty much everywhere else. They should not yeah. be laying seven and a half against any team. So I'm going to take Chicago, and like I'll I'll check back in on Green Bay at, throughout this year. But it's just they don't have enough talent on that roster that they should be laying seven and a half against anybody. So uh, give me the Bears this week. I think I, I do think I like the Bears. I think the Bears are going to pick it up quite a bit with the addition of, of Khalil Mack. Uh, I think the running game is going to be a little bit more impressive, which a good running game lets you keep the score a lot closer. 
Um, I think there's a handful of teams I would gladly give Green Bay seven and a half points for. I don't know if Chicago's one, so I go with Chicago here. Uh, anything to add, Kirk? Uh, no, I, I, it's a stay away from me. From, uh, just from, from the reason I just said is like obviously Khalil Mack will be there. I just don't know what kind of impact Khalil Mack's going to have because he's been on the team for three days. So we'll true. see. Very true. Uh, do we want to talk about the Khalil Mack trade a little bit? Anything to say about it, Craig? Uh, I think that if I'm the Bears, I, I, I make that deal. Guys like Khalil Mack at this age, almost never. In fact, you can say never really change teams in the NFL. Mm-hmm. The former defensive players of the year at this age, those guys you don't just are, are not just able to go get. And if you're the Bears and you have a chance to give up, I know you're giving up two ones, you get some other draft capital back, but I just I can't see it. And, and, and hey, based on how things have gone with the Raiders, can we be certain that that 2020 uh, for a second round pick isn't the 33rd pick in the draft? Yeah, that's that like, was what you know, a lot of the pundits were saying. That's a that's right? a yeah. nice little sweetener to get back with Khalil Mack. So yeah. I, uh, I I I like it a lot for the Bears. I'm I'm in the rare camp of of I kind of like the trade for both sides. I would have like, but if I had to choose, I would rather be the side getting Khalil Mack, obviously. But yeah, everybody like a lot of the 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 pundits and talking heads were just basically talking about how Oakland got put over a barrel, which I just simply don't think is true. I think the more alarming thing is the fact that they came out and basically admitted that they don't have the money to pay both Khalil Mack and Derek Carr when Carr needs to get paid. And uh, chose Derek Carr over Khalil Mack, which is... That's a decision they would have made when they extended Carr a couple years ago. I I, I just think that's that's ludicrous, obviously. Um, There are NFL teams that have high-paid quarterbacks and high-paid defensive players. It is Mm -hmm. possible to do that. Uh, I think the Raiders, I I don't know whether Gruden wanted to put his stamp on the team and get draft capital in order to do that. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the situation is, but what I do know is that uh, if you take a guy like Khalil Mack away from that defense, that defense is going to be bad. Yeah. That is a bad, bad defense. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I, I just, I, I, I want to say that I, I don't think that the like, like everybody's basically saying Oakland got put over a barrel, which I just don't think is true. I think like, like they didn't extract first, full. Like he's, yeah. he's, like uh, you know, Von Miller, Aaron Donald. I think other than that, he's mm-hmm. the 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 defensive player. Just like if you don't factor in contracts, it just is purely the the, the most That's, value. Yeah. Um. And they got, everyone's like, oh, they got two ones for him. But no, once you factor in that second, they really didn't. They, they, they yeah. like that. That's a huge, huge, huge thing to give back with him. So, if it was just straight up two ones for Khalil Mack, I can understand why you're like, oh, okay, the uh, the Raiders got good value, but having to give back that too, like again, we don't know how good or bad the Raiders are going to be in 2020. If that pick is 35, 36 in the draft, and the Bears are picking 25 or 26. You got you. You moved up ten spots. That's essentially the value of a third rounder. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, like if, if they make noise with those picks, obviously, I, I just, I, you know, first round picks are so goddamn valuable in the National Football. Oh, I, I, I get. It. But I, I the, know. You know I, I understand that. You're, you're right. Yeah. But you know what else is valuable? A pick thirty five in the draft, and yeah. the Bears may have traded twenty twenty and or uh, acquired that twenty twenty rather. Yeah, and Oakland. Like, I mean, if they go ahead, if they go ahead and be like, all right, we're taking a left guard with that. Bears pick, I'm gonna be like, mm, right, like, eh, but whatever. We'll we'll see. Like time time's obviously gonna tell on this one, and the history of in the very rare occasions because I believe that the uh, guys of of 
Khalil Mack's ilk. They never hit free agency, let alone get traded, right? And uh, this time, there's basically been three other instances where somebody got traded. And uh, most of the time, it worked out for the team collecting the picks. Now, we'll wait and see if Gruder... Uh, but Gruden, never, yeah. never what is it, a guy that was one of the three best defensive players True. in the league yeah, at 27 somebody, years. Somebody said this to me, I, 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 or not, not to me specifically, but somebody said this, and, and this is comparable at least, but it's like, would you have traded Ray Lewis in 2002? Because that's essentially what Oakland did here, right? Yeah. More or less. Like, like you know, obviously, like give or, give or take on the scale there, but that's more or less what they did, right? Uh, a guy who just anchors uh, everything and is just so friggin' good at, at what he does. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I think I would make that deal. So, uh, and, and again, in the NFL, guys of this talent level at 27 years of age never change teams. So if you're the Bears and you can acquire one, I think you just do it. Yeah. I think you're right. Now I got to worry about Khalil Mack. Uh, the last time the the uh, the Bears acquired a, I'm just glad the Lions aren't playing the Bears first round because the last time they acquired a linebacker like this was Julius Peppers and he separated Matt Stafford's shoulder in the first game he played as a Bear. So. Well, that was in vogue in those days. A lot of people were separating True. Matt Stafford. Actually, there's really only two guys. Yeah, it's the, the two guys. It was him and Sean Rogers who, who did it. But yeah, but uh, Stafford's at least knock on wood been an iron horse. Been an iron horse. Yeah, I've since been, since then everyone's like, oh, is this guy gonna be healthy as his career? And he's been uh, he's yeah. been out there every week since then. So yeah. there you go. Well, that was the thing of like it wasn't like Stafford was getting like soft tissue injuries and muscle injuries. It was like no, he got blasted from behind twice and the guy separated his shoulder. What do you want? From yeah. Him, right. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's move on. I'm pissed off now. Uh, oh, this. Speaking of Matt Stafford. Yeah, this will cheer me up. Uh, the New York Jets, J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 and Savior Sam Darnold are heading into Detroit to take on my Lions. I cannot remember the Lions being the Monday Night game Week One. Has it ever happened? I said. I certainly yeah, don't. I, I feel like it, this is the first time in my lifetime that this. Well, my has brother happened. and I, the Broncos and the. Vikings were both week one games last season. Oh, <laughs> God, that's eerie. Damn, that's eerie. Uh, Detroit laying minus six and a half, and I'm super nervous about this six and a half game. Uh, what do you think, Bill? Um, yeah, I can see why you're nervous. I, I kind of like... Yeah, give me Detroit. I hate the Jets. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, I, I want the Jets. I think that the yeah. Jets are... Clearly, far and away, the second best team in the AFC East this year, which may not be saying much, but mm-hmm. I will, I will, I will gladly take the Jets. I, really, with that much confidence? Yeah, I think Detroit wins the game, but I don't think they win by touchdown. Oh, I think it's close. Really? Because I think, I think it's, I think there's one or two games here. Because like this, it seems so stupid to me to feel like the Matt Patricia era of the Detroit Lions is just completely on the line in the first game of the season to me, right? like the first game of his yeah. tenure. Because to me, like, if, if Matt Patricia is going to be Matt Patricia, then the Lions need to win this game by, like, two or three touchdowns to me. Like, this needs to, this game needs to never be close for me. And I don't know. I just, I feel like if this game is close, then the, the Jets are somehow going to pull it out. Like, I feel like there's two outcomes, and one is the Jets win by three or the Lions win by a lot is are the only two outcomes to me for this game, but who knows, I, well, but I'm yeah, not speaking rationally either. This can't just be a game in which the Lions are down by 
four and Stafford steals Stafford it. has a ball, the two minute warning, and, and Stafford takes it takes it at the end. Yeah, I mean, like if, if this is one of those games, and the Lions play that game regularly, yeah. don't you want the six and a half? That's what I want. Oh yeah, I want that's, well clearly, yeah. absolutely, you would want the six and a half in that scenario. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, that is something that does happen regularly, and if it does yeah. happen, I look forward well as to as I say on this podcast regularly. I'm a Matt Stafford truther. I think he's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, oh he. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's really, really good. I, I have Underrated, some questions about yeah. obviously the way the franchise operates surrounding him, but I think he's great. Yeah. Um, so I, I again, I don't think he's been the most underrated quarterback in the league for years. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I don't think the Lions lose this game, but I think that I think that six and a half is a little much for me because I, I I think a lot of the Jets. I think their defense is good, and they're another team where the the quarterback competency has obviously been up and down. Um, I, I think Darnold's going to be at least playable, you know, and the, the Jets haven't always had that. Yeah. All right. Last game of the first week, because uh, week one, we get the West Coast 10 o'clock game. And it is a, I'm not going to say a beauty, but a semi-beauty. I think this will be at least fun to watch. I like this watch. one. Yeah. The yeah. Los Angeles Rams are, yeah, Los Angeles Rams heading to Oakland. So not going too far uh, to take on the Raiders and, and their new head coach, John Gruden, and their newly acquired first round draft picks. Yeah, I wonder what position those draft picks are going to play for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the Rams are laying four and a half. And to me, this line, I feel the exact same about this four and a half that, or sorry, about this four that I do, the Pittsburgh four, where I'm like, what are we doing here, people? <laughs> like, like, what are we doing? In what line? God, the Rams. The Rams, lay the points. I don't care if they're on the road. They're barely on the road. I, I love the Rams here. I think the Rams are a significantly better team. I think the the Rams' defense are going to be able to shut down Oakland, and I think the Rams' offense are going to be able to move the ball. That's a recipe for a win. Like this line is Rams minus ten if it's if it's Week Twelve, right? Like, jeez. Yeah, Week Twelve this year. Yeah, yeah or like, last. Like, like yeah, like Week Twelve going on, right? Like, yeah. Uh, I think that's the way these are going to shift. Yeah. What's that? You no, think? I um, yeah, I I agree. This like, and plus you have to factor in the. Like, you know, there are a lot of guys in the Raiders who even went on Twitter and said, like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. I think there's a little Derek bit of shock Carr factor. Of, yeah. <laughs> Derek Carr uh, he's done that. He, he's been Derek Carr over Khalil Mack. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think that you have to factor that in from the perspective of this is going to be kind of dominating the thoughts and dominating a lot of the preparation for Oakland this week. Uh, so, yeah, give me the Rams. I think this is uh, this game will not be close. No, Sean McVay's got to be licking his chops right now. He's like, I'll show you who the real offensive <laughs> guru is these days. It's like, you uh, old Gruden. You should have yeah, gone game, years ago. Right? The <laughs> game has passed you by. You should have stayed in the booth where you belong. Yeah. Oh, God. Enjoy so, your $100 million. calling this game? Um, I don't know. Maybe they should. Maybe if I were Gruden, I would want to be calling the game. I wouldn't want to be coaching. No, uh, I mean, like, Sorry. <laughs> I mean, like, who's announcing this game for ESPN? Oh, I don't know. Oh, God. It's not Berman, is it? Oh no no no! He's he's, he's, he's back though. Yeah yeah, but not he's not doing play by play anymore. Uh, uh, so I, I I don't know who has the. Uh, oh jeez, uh, I'll have to look that up. Uh, but yeah, I don't know who has the call in this game. I'm curious. But hopefully I'm it's somebody good. Very yeah, I am very curious. Oh my, um, oh my god, Jason Witten. Wow. Oh yeah, Jason. Jason. Jason Witten is. Uh, yeah. He's he, he, now, but he. I think he's got the seven o'clock game though. No, Jason. No, he's calling the. He's calling the ten o'clock game apparently. Oh really? Oh yeah, okay. Jason Witten and uh, it doesn't say who's announcing it with Jason Witten. Oh, that's <laughs> hilarious though. 
That should be good. Oh, Joe Tessitore. He's he's good. Joe, he's good. Oh, okay, he's, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, so they're giving. So that's going to be the main Monday night team this year is Tessator and Jason Witten. Yeah, okay. And they're giving the, the ESPN second team, which is Beth Moens and Brian Greasy. Oh, so they're, they're doing the... They're getting the Detroit and the Jets. Oh, what a shot in the face to the Lions. I, I, I thought Moens was, was good last year. Yeah, I, I, oh, she was excellent, yeah. Greasy on college football, uh, it doesn't matter. But um, yeah, Moens is good. Um, see, is Jason Witten... Where is Jason Witten going to end up on the Tony Romo scale, Craig? He won't be Romo, that's for sure. You don't think, you don't think he can go full Romo? But you know what? I like when guys who are recently retired are in the booth. I think that makes for a better viewing yeah. experience. And you have someone there, oh, yeah, I played against this guy, or I played for this coach, or this is an offensive scheme that we ran. Mm-hmm. Uh, Romo and Nance, by the way, doing Texans-Patriots, so good. Oh. Uh, yeah. Um, so I, I like it when guys who were on the field not that long ago are the guys who are who are in the booth. So that, that sign me up for that. Because, uh, yeah, like when you see, like, you know, Dan Fouts been doing CBS announcing for 20 years. Like, okay, Dan, like, you, you played in the 70s and the 80s, man. Like, yeah. I understand that you know about football, but, like, you know, I'd rather have someone who's, you know, had any sort of semblance of today's offensive schemes yeah, doing this. And I don't think anyone's going to be Romo from the perspective of, like, A, Tony Romo knows a ton. B, Tony Romo loves football. Yeah. Um, and, like, the him doing the, like, well, this is the play they're running next. Like, you know, I, I, I love that stuff. Um, but I, you're more likely to get a Romo when you get a guy who's literally just been on the field, yeah. like Witten, like Romo, than you are if you're just like plucking guys out of. And how about one that played play with Romo for ten years? Yeah, <laughs> I think that's, that's true. What, I think that's what the ESPN's going for there yeah. is to see is to try to recapture that match. Well, Fo- remember Fox did offer Peyton Manning some sort of absurd amount of money to do yeah. Thursday night. Which would have been great, I think, did because they offer like him if anyone's, as much as if anyone's going to do the. Yeah. If, well, if anyone's going to do uh, Papa John's, uh, Peyton Manning got out of that at the exact, literally the exact right time. <laughs> yeah, he was like, yeah, he was just like, ooh, I am staying. staying this seems like it's going to go bad. I don't want to be part of this anymore. I like, I like to I like to picture uh, Peyton sitting there with Papa John smoking a cigar and Peyton having his like feet up on the table and then both just laughing maniacally. And then Papa John saying something, you know, offside and Peyton just going, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I got to and calling and, then it's and like, calling. I gotta his, make a phone call. <laughs> yeah, and calling his finance guy immediately. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, sell every single part of this. <laughs> exactly right. Just, wait, what? I don't want to own one napkin of Papa John's by the time this conversation's over. <laughs> um, oh, but yeah, I, I think if anyone's gonna do the whole, I'm gonna call out the place thing. It's gonna be Peyton Manning, but mm. uh, he obviously isn't gonna be around. But that's fine. I think that uh, I think Witten will be a decent addition. We'll see. Obviously, but he won't. He won't be Romo though. To answer your question. Yeah. Um. Should Green Bay, Chicago be the Sunday nighter? Is that a little bit uh, Green Bay is of, for public team? Uh, from the perspective of it's it's a it's a it's a good rivalry game, mm-hmm. and the perspective of Aaron Rodgers is playing, I've I've yep. no problem with that being the Sunday nighter. Uh, yeah, it's not egregious. I just if if you would flex, and there really out. isn't a lot of egregiousness from from a week one perspective, yeah. like. I, I'm never going to get bothered by what Sunday night in week one. I However, just, week 12, you're like, okay, everyone knew these teams were going to yeah. be not good, and it's like I, I haven't looked too closely at the Sunday night football schedule. But that's become the, the pinnacle game of the week. It used to be Monday. It's not anymore. Monday is kind of the whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, have you, yeah, it's, it's the not great dessert after your ice cream. Mm-hmm. But, you know, obviously we're going to see the Cowboys on Sunday night football six times for some reason. I might be exaggerating oh, God. too much, but yeah. that's going to be an annoyance. Um yeah, New England-Detroit is a Sunday night or week three. That shouldn't be a Sunday nighter either, I don't think. 
That's uh, we're gonna be getting embarrassed on national TV. All right. <laughs> good. More than just Pierce can watch. Oh God, so bad. Yeah, but like Houston, New England should probably be the. Uh, if I had my pick, that would be the Sunday night. That'd be the one. Yes. I just want to like settle in on the couch and not worry about. Yes, like, I agree because yeah. with the, the Houston New England thing, it's going to be great, and there's going to be seven other games going on at the same time, and yeah. obviously we're going to see, see what Scott Hansen has to say about things. It's just going to be a lot. So. Yeah, I agree. All right. Oh. So that's it for week one. So let's go ahead and give our five picks each for week one. Billy Boy, defending champion and all-time wins leader. Why don't you go ahead and kick us off in the 2018 season, Big Shoots? Okay, so I'm going to take my Vikings. They rarely steer me wrong. I'm going to take Pittsburgh because I didn't get that line. I'm going to take the Giants. I will take Arizona. Oh, you sick uh. man. <laughs> and the Rams. Okay. Uh, they're also minus four. Craig, would you like to go ahead and give me your four? There? Yes. I'm also taking the Rams. Okay. Because I just can't say no. I'm taking the Houston Texans. Taking the Tennessee Titans. I will take the Philadelphia Eagles. And give me the Giants. And the Giants. All right. I'm going to go ahead. This may come as a surprise to you guys, but I have all five dogs this week. Mm -hmm. Uh, Make it a clean sweep on the Giants. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take Kansas City. I'm putting money where my mouth is on that one. I'm going to take the Chiefs. I I think that three line is ludicrous. Uh, Craig, I'm with you on Houston. Uh, give me Chicago. I think that seven and a half is too high. You know, I can't resist a line that I think is too high. And I'm gonna take Cincy. I, I, I just, I think sure. they're, I think they're gonna bury the Colts. I, yeah. if I was taking six, Cincy would have been my six for sure. I thought, I thought long and hard about that. Yeah. All right. So that's it. Uh, like I said, no friend of the show this week, but uh, we will be back next week, hopefully with the friends of the show picked. We won't keep a track of them against uh, us this year because. We missed week one, but uh, we like having people come on and do picks for us this week. And again, my fault. So we'll get you guys on next week. Um, No other podcast this week since we're back to weekly uh, football picks and whatnot. You'll have to to be doing two pods a week if you're going to be getting some of that comic book stuff. Uh, Something will be coming up soon. Captain Marvel trailer just dropped today. It's pretty sweet. Uh, Crossover Podcast is available at thecrossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and soundcloud.com slash crossoverpodcast. Uh, Email us, contact at thecrossoverpodcast.com, and please uh, review us on iTunes. Uh, Five stars only, though, if you're going to do it. You don't even have to listen to the podcast. Just please give us five stars. Craig Needles, Bill Needles, great to have you back, guys. Oh, I love yeah, it. Oh, I'm big, excited for football this yeah, week. Yeah, big group hug to the, yeah. to the, the yeah, virtual group hug over over the uh, over the podcast here. Um, glad to spend the next was it 20 weeks with you guys doing these picks. It's a lot. Yeah, oh, it's gonna be good. God, I love it. All right, so glad to be back. Uh, talk to you guys next week and take care, everybody. Yep. Easy.